All right. We're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. Now, even though PAX Unplugged had just happened, we did want to mention the whole Pleasure Garden Mistress of Richmond as soon as that happened. So we took a little bit of a, a detour, but I did want to get back to talking about PAX Unplugged. It's kind of remained one of my favorite conventions over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Combines some of what we like about PAX while still being smaller scale than, than Gen Con. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing, and I don't, I guess we weren't even, I don't think we were recording last year uh, after Unplugged, but I do find Unplugged to be more exhausting than a regular PAX. Oh, in what way? Well, it's just very mentally fatiguing to have to learn so many different board games like in a row. You're just learning and learning oh, yeah. and learning. And when you're playing a video game, like a lot of the mental load is managed for you in the fact that it's a video game and there's things you can do, things you can't do. Um, the game kind of takes care of a lot of things for you. Uh, but when you're playing a board game, you have to manage everything yourself. You have to remember if you're following the rules, you have to check other people and make sure they're following the rules. That's a good point. When you're playing a video game, like a lot of the controls between game to game are very similar. You don't have to reteach someone how to move. You just know how to move. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a board game, you have to know every single phase and every single step. And are the cards, how many cards do I draw up to? Is there a hand limit? Yeah. And there's, and you know, board games just have vastly different strategies. So like you could have been playing something, you know, five times in a row if you really liked it and then switch to a new game and you have to strategize totally differently. Yeah. I think Carly definitely felt a lot of that fatigue by just playing so many games in PAX Unplugged during her first year. Mm -hmm. She was really burnt out of the whole kind of experience afterward. And yeah, they all kind of blended together, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely remember that from my first year. Yeah, since then, we've taken it a bit slower, a little more measured of a pace. That's good. But the important, the really, really, really important question is, did you go back to the Korean restaurant that we <laughs> loved so much? So we did go back to Chinatown. Okay. And we did, in fact, pass by the same Korean restaurant. This is not the same. <laughs> that does not count <laughs> so the answer is no we didn't actually go back to the same place i guess you know it's between it's it's a special place between us uh-huh i see <laughs> and for our our listeners who don't know um i was going to go to pax unplugged uh but i had a a family engagement come up and so at the last minute i had to bail um but i will be there next year yeah, and I, it was sad because this is one of the few PAXs that we've attended without each other. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like I say, by and large, like we, we go to the same ones. Yeah, and it's one of the one. well, I guess, I feel like it's one where we have less to do overall, because at East we're trying to meet up with so many different people and groups mm -hmm. and make plans or this and that. It's kind of hard to overlap our schedules. I mean, obviously, we find time to do it, but it's it's easier, I think, at Unplugged. Mm-hmm. That's what we kind of liked at South, too. Yeah. But I'm actually finding that Unplugged is filling up for me in that a lot of my friends are now going to it, sometimes just for the day, but a lot of them also for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. 
even some of Carly's cousins and extended friend group, they're in and out going too. So at least at this past Unplugged, we've really had to schedule, okay, here's the meals we're going to be making. Here are the people we're meeting at each of those meals. Here's what my shift looks like. I'll, after this, I'll probably have a late lunch with this group of friends and then explore the convention floor for a little with them. It's almost at a PAX East level for me. Oh, wow. But I might actually have a little more extra time now as something has, is kind of changing in my convention landscape. Uh, I've been exhibiting with North Star Games since I think it was PAX South 2017. So a few years now. Mm-hmm. And over the course of those few years, I've gone to nine different conventions with them. That's ranged from PAX South to PAX East, PAX Unplugged, and even a small guest appearance with one shift at Gen Con. And I'd actually worked the New York Toy Fair for North Star as well. So I was like high up on the list of like most frequent volunteers mm-hmm. <laughs> with them. And they've been a really fixture of my convention experience. Like, I actually won't buy tickets anymore because I'm expecting that I'm going to volunteer with them and get a free exhibitor badge out of it. But just this past convention, I learned that they're actually not going to be participating at PAX East. And actually, the convention team that I've come to know and love over the past few years, they're actually dissolving. Oh, So the staff members I know won't be there anymore. They're scaling back their attendance at conventions. So actually, like, I'm I'm in a weird spot where, like, I don't know what my Paxis is going to look like right now. More time to hang out with me. Duh. (laughs) We can slip in a episode recording. Ooh, finally get that live episode we've always been talking about. So I'm split. I'm a little torn because... On one hand, I could just attend like a normal person. (laughs) Boo. That's not me booing, by the way. That's like Steven's inner monologue. Right, right, right. right. The the inner monologue is like boo. Uh, Normal people would be like, uh, yeah, Steven, you you should just pay the 200 bucks, bucks in exchange for an extra 16 hours of convention time at the most social convention you have on your list. (laughs) But another part of me says you could check up with another exhibitor. You could find another company that needs demoers. And then in exchange for your time, you get a free badge. You get extra perks. Sometimes it's a free game. Sometimes it's straight up cash. And I definitely do enjoy getting that exhibitor badge, which lets me into the convention early, aka lets me skip one or two lines of my choice. So how does it work finding companies that are looking for exhibitors? And particularly when you're not um, a booth babe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when you're hired for for the brains. Yeah. Well, and and your fabulous game, what what do I call it? Game master skills. (laughs) My ability to absorb rules and then 
dispense that knowledge in a easily comprehensible format. Yep. And your smooth narrator voice. Ooh, true. People have mentioned that voice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if it gets you to buy a game, I'll keep on talking. So this is actually a world I'm kind of exploring. I It's like, it's kind of like being back in the job market for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget, how do, you, how do people find jobs? <laughs> I only found this because I was subscribed to their newsletter and they had actually put out a call for volunteers. And there was actually a post on BoardGameGeek that was also calling for volunteers. So I figured, let me just email them and we'll see. So now I have seen some posts around companies that are looking for extra volunteers, but the posts have typically been a bit outdated. Um, So I am starting to reach out to people just at companies that I've seen around and know that they tend to take in volunteers. Do you have POCs for for these companies that you're reaching out Mm. to, or are you cold emailing? It's Some of them are applying on google forms that have been set up on their websites mm-hmm. uh, and are also them, dated yeah well I can't, again who knows i do have um one point of contact from someone that i uh, got the info from uh, when i was chatting with some of the other north star folks um, someone did know somebody who works at uh, another big board game company but otherwise i'm kind of going blind like the people that I know at Northstar have typically just worked at Northstar. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least I could get a good reference from them. But it's not like there's like volunteer hangouts. Uh-huh. Like there's not a whole lot of intermingling between the booths. Like there always is a exhibitor after party. But um, I, I've always kind of felt it weird when i've been there it hasn't been a networking opportunity specifically mm-hmm. it's usually been more like they told us there would be free beer and appetizers and we're going to gobble up as much as we can even though we know there's not going to be enough for all of us <laughs> yeah so I, I don't really have a a good handle on the scene it's still kind of new to me even though i've been doing this for you know nine conventions yeah but you've only been doing it in like your little niche not as a broader volunteer right right maybe someone at magfest can hook you up oh maybe hmm i'm like legitimately thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure if there's a ton of crossover i know there is a little bit one of the north star volunteers mckinley he uh, has helped out at magfest is a routine person at magfest and was a regular with me at north star but Again, if he was a regular North Star, he's not a regular anywhere else. (laughs) True. Well, I'm confident that you will figure something out. And in the very, very worst case scenario, you have to dish out a little bit of cash uh, and get that time back. Right. I am probably just going to do that unless the dream position comes up. I do really enjoy PAX East. I like hanging out with all the friends I have there. I would love to just spend all four days enjoying it. And maybe it means that I won't get to go to the the Nintendo booth because I don't want to wait two hours in line. Mm -hmm. But I know Mikey will. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, he will. And you and I can go play Justin Bieber's skateboarding game. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll wait in line for that again. Like, if that came up again and they had another high score contest, I would legitimately enter. Are you kidding me? They're going to take one look at you and be like, you're the one that won all the prizes two (laughs) years ago. No, back of the line. (laughs) It's like limit one skateboard and one tablet per person per lifetime. (laughs) Maybe Facebook gaming will have something. Oh, yeah. That's possible. Yeah. All right. Facebook and Amazon, get get on that prize scene. They seem to be having a larger and larger presence at these events. Sure. I'm in. Oh, this also means that I won't be able to get Mikey one of the Final Fantasy fourteen raid battle shirts for waiting in line and then beating their raid boss every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll wait in line. That will be his entire convention. One day at Nintendo, one day at Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, you got to plan these things out. <laughs> yeah, you do. Honestly, that that was one of the weird recurring highlights of the convention. Like me waiting for this MMO that I don't play and always forget how to play. And then <laughs> hoping to God that I am carried by the rest of my team to beat this raid boss. That. <laughs> Have you ever not beaten the raid boss? Um, I think, okay, so we, we did wipe one year, but they let us try again right after. Oh, well, that's good, without making you wait in line again. Right, yeah, that oh my God, that would have, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even like the small exhibitor line, I mean, they only have so many booths that can run it, and a run can take, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, oof. but... It would always be an interesting challenge to me uh, to be handed a max level character and be speed taught all the mechanics. Like, here's the rotation of spells you need to do. Here's your your fast movement abilities. Like, you want to watch for this gate. You want to, like, spam this spell until this gauge maxes out, and then you can use this other spell. And then once both gauges fill out, you can use this third spell for a big attack. I would have been like, hold on, I need to write all this down. <laughs> and this was me asking them for the easy characters. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know they had easy characters. Just like the mages that you just could do damage in the back. You didn't have to worry about positioning or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I miss MMOs. I kind of do, too. Like, I won't play, I, I won't play anymore. I, I've been asked to play World of Warcraft Classic for many for, for, from like a lot of friends but mm-hmm. i'm just not interested in getting back into it and devoting my life to that again i am but it's <laughs> so dangerous i mean we saw what happened to me with magic the gathering <laughs> what is happening or has happened well it's i mean it's kind of i haven't i don't remember the last time i drafted now it's been at least a month two months Ooh. maybe okay would you say that the addiction has been cut off I think I'm more in that phase where I can control it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where it was like really out of control or I was like drafting it like every possible free moment that I had. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, as the end of the year is kind of creeping up, demands at work became a little harsher and I kind of had to make that trade off. And as I invested more time in work and less time in, in magic, I reached that point Again, where I, I'm 
able to tell myself no mm-hmm. uh, and don't get started because if you do, you'll deep dive back into not being able to control <laughs> yourself again. Yeah, as soon as you didn't just go cold turkey like that. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want me telling you that there's a new magic set coming out. Oh, okay. That wasn't what I was expecting you to say. But I did see <laughs> Magic's coming out with their own version of M- MMO. Ooh, interesting. Or something, some kind of action game. Hmm. Oh, we need your clacky clacky keyboard to look it up. <laughs> I will say I really do enjoy the Magic universe and all the lore in it. Mm-hmm. Like the Planeswalkers are so flavorful. Combination, uh, combinations of mana are really interesting. And each plane is like a new world that you can dig into. Yeah, this is very, very true. Okay, let's see. Magic Legends, MMORPG announced. Magic Legends is an MMO set in the Magic the Gathering universe. The end. I'm not going to read any more of this because that seems dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you not heard of this, really? No, no. Oh, it was just announced a little <laughs> while ago at whatever, the Game Awards, I think? I've never heard of the Game Awards. Okay, I'm glad you're saying this because I had no clue that this was a thing or that people would announce, I guess companies would announce new things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of stuff got announced. Yes, from like the new Xbox to this magic game. What else has been on your radar? There's going to be a Wolf Among Us 2. Oh, wow. I mean, okay, I'll admit, I didn't actually play more than episode one of the Wolf Among Us 1, but like this is something that, I want to support, and I actually thought Telltale Games was dead, so it's interesting to see one of their properties come back to life. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that, for sure. That's why when you said I was, like, really surprised. Yeah. So, no, uh, well, this is why we are not a gaming news podcast. <laughs> yep. We are just as surprised by this as, you know, as if it was happening right now. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're just live googling things that we've kind of heard some rumors about okay yep basically <laughs> but now given that you love magic lore and you're into magic the gathering but you said you wouldn't play you aren't oh, willing to invest in an mmo does this change your mind oh god it would oh, now it would have to give me something really unique like there are still mmos i would be interested in dabbling in if i had infinite time you know if i was fun employed again yeah fun employed i would i I still am interested in guild wars too and i would still be curious about more of star wars the old republic Mm. Uh, if i had like it would probably be be guild wars that i sink more time into i think that world is really interesting too um combat flowed well uh characters were interesting and it's just kind of thrived with so much story in the, I don't know, God knows how many years it's been out. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Um, and I am on their mailing list, and they bother me about as much as Soma. <laughs> Five em- four emails a day about that living story of theirs. Yeah, not, it's not quite that much, but they, they, I, they do get, uh, I get a lot of emails from them. So it, I don't, I, I literally don't know what it would take for a Magic the Gathering MMO to get me, it would probably have to be something like some really deep tie-in with their actual card game system, but not just like a standard, you're moving and you're killing some monsters and you're casting some spells. No, 
I'm so far gone from that world. <laughs> and honestly, I'm, I'm still busy playing games on my own. Like, I've been really loving The Outer Worlds. Mm. Um, that's the RPG from Obsidian, who made Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, which are, like, some of my favorite RPGs. Mm-hmm. After that, I want to play Dishonored, both of those from Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm good. I, I don't need that in my life. I do. <laughs> I wish I had time. Well, that'll be our hope for 2020, that we get a little more time to play games. Yeah, I already got quite a 2020 list. So that'll have to get in line with everything else. <laughs> You've got hopes or are these resolutions already? Oh, both. Um, I mean, my biggest hope is like more concert time, which is insane to think about because I went to so many concerts this year. But yeah, like, are, we're ta- are we talking double digits in concerts? Probably. I'm trying to think now. I'm like counting. And, and a lot of these required travel too. Oh, yeah. They're not local. Yeah. Yeah, K-pop doesn't really come locally. You need to ask that Korean embassy to start bringing more bands in. Yeah, well, so I, I heard a rumor, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard that the last time, like, well, that I shouldn't say the last time, because there's been a couple of groups that have come here, but there was a group that came in 2012 called BAP Boys. Um, BAP, comma, they are boys, not BAP Boys. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like, BAP, by the way, they're men. Yes, that, I mean, that was was exactly what I was saying. Um, but they came in 2012 and I think there was some drama around them coming and possibly not being treated well or something. And because of that, like a lot of artists just haven't come to this area. I know I'm very fuzzy on it. It was very much a rumor, very much like a, I heard it probably like 16th hand, <laughs> but that has always, that's always been what I've attributed it to when I'm like, oh, you know, no, no one's coming here. You got to kickstart that DC Hallyu movement. Yeah. Be like, no, 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 no. I will welcome you into my home. Just stay with us. <laughs> yeah, stay here for free. You can sleep on my air mattress. It's luxury. <laughs> I'm sure it's way better than anything you're used to. There's a Peloton downstairs. Oof. Yep. You can stay on your idle diet. You know, my partner and I will order all of our food out we can eat all the carbs and then you guys can have like a cucumber (laughs) and some elderberry and some elderberry (laughs) perfect keep your health up get on the peloton have a cucumber sleep in our luxury (laughs) inflatable bed and you're set welcome to the u.s (laughs) well that dazzling invitation sounds like the perfect way to end this episode of Swag Tear. Yo, yo. Woof. Woof. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. No. <laughs>